You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Hope you had a safe weekend. Certainly an interesting weekend. Lot to talk about today. There's an expression that's become all too familiar in recent years. It's stick to sports. I hear it often when I start to stray. It's the standard response when athletes or journalists or talk show hosts stray from the game. And we uh, dip our toes into the real world events. And this weekend, sticking to sports became almost impossible to do. Yet prominent athletes, former players, coaches, even leagues publicly addressing the systemic racism, the killing of uh, George Floyd. Some drove halfway across the country to stand with protesters. Others took to social media to express their anger, their dismay, their concern. And you can question some people's motives or doubt their sincerity, but the message was really clear. We have to do better. Do better when it comes to racism. And it's a challenge for everyone. Athletes not only plan to be involved, but they plan to be leaders. The games are on a brief hiatus But the men and women who compete at the highest level sent a loud message this weekend. This is a battle that they have no plans to sit out. And I'm not here to lecture. I'm not here to shout. I'm here to just talk. I've always felt this show is for everyone. It's for people who support law enforcement. For people who think George Floyd was murdered. It's for people who are outraged with the protesting. People who are outraged and are protesting. People who think looting and burning buildings is wrong. We're the home for all of these people. It's complicated. And it's okay if two people regarding multiple subjects have different opinions. People can support, you know, you can support the police. But you can think what happened was wrong. You can support protesters, but you can say looting is wrong. And we can't ignore the fact that we're just five white guys discussing extremely sensitive issues regarding race. But we're here to listen, to learn, and respect the struggles and feelings of everyone who's been affected by this. And there were so many great things that were said, so many poignant things that were written Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had an op-ed piece in the L.A. Times, and I have such profound respect for Kareem. He says, yes, protests often are used as an excuse for someone to take advantage, just as when fans celebrating a hometown sports team championship burn cars and destroy storefronts. I don't want to see stores looted or even buildings burn. But African-Americans have been living in a burning building for many years, choking on the smoke as the flames burn closer and closer. Racism in America is like dust in the air. It seems invisible, even if you're choking on it until you let the sun in. Then you see it's everywhere. As long as we keep shining that light, we have a chance of cleaning it wherever it lands. But we have to stay vigilant because it's always still in the air. Kareem goes on to finish his column in the L.A. Times. What I want is not a rush to judgment, but a rush to justice. I also thought that the mayor of Atlanta had a powerful, powerful message with her press conference, Keisha Lance Bottoms. I just want to take a portion of this, um, but she spoke to the heart of what this is all about as the mayor of a great city of Atlanta, but also as the mother 
of children. Floyd, I hurt like a mother would hurt. And on yesterday when I heard there were rumors about violent protests in Atlanta, I did what a mother would do. I called my son and I said, where are you? I said, I cannot protect you and black boys shouldn't be out today. So you're not going to out concern me and out care about where we are in America. I wear this each and every day and I pray over my children each and every day. So what I see happening on the streets of Atlanta is not Atlanta. This is not a protest. This is not in the spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. This is chaos. A protest has purpose. When Dr. King was assassinated, we didn't do this to our city. So if you love this city, this city that has had a legacy of black mayors and black police chiefs, and people who care about this city, where more than 50% of the business owners in Metro Atlanta are minority business owners. If you care about this city, then go home and pray that somebody like Reverend Beasley will come and talk to you and give you some instructions on what a protest should look like and how you effectuate change in America. That's the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Very, very powerful. Um, Sports Illustrated's uh, Michael Rosenberg had a column that he wrote on SI.com. And just at the very end, he says, many white people pick apart their methods instead of listening to their message. And please understand, every time you ask a black athlete to stick to sports, you're asking that athlete to be selfish. This program is brought to you by LegalZoom. Want to protect your uh, loved ones? You can do so with LegalZoom. You can uh, set up a right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today. The right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. We've done this before. We've talked about serious issues. There is no perfect transition. But uh, bear with me with this. Um, this is not going to be the entire show, but it's going to be a portion of the show. And if I could get some of the guests on that I have great admiration for, that can enlighten us, move this forward, help us understand, then we will have them on. But there is sports to talk about, which we will talk about in the way that you come to expect on this program. The gang's all here for the first time. Fritzy's in studio with McLovin, uh, Paulie, and Seton. And uh, phone calls are always welcome. Yeah. Your tweets, emails. We've had an open forum here. We have open dialogue. We're trying to figure it out just like everybody else. And hopefully you've come to understand that we'll try to do it in the best possible way. Be as delicate as possible. Hopefully we make you think today, make you laugh. But we appreciate you joining us for however long you can. We'll come up with a poll question. Uh, phone number 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to those watching on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. And our great radio affiliates around the country numbering 362. 
We normally do best and worst of the weekend. I would just like to do best. Okay? I saw the worst. Best of the weekend. If you'd like to join the program, you can. We'll give you our thoughts. Best of the weekend. But that's a powerful weekend. Powerful. But we'll take a break here, and uh, we'll come back. We'll get a poll question, got a stat of the day, we got a play of the day, and uh, once again, we'll work through this together. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Phone calls are welcome today. 877-3DP-SHOW. We normally do best and worst of the weekend. Just doing best. We know what the worst was. This program brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any interview from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave. Mercedes AMG driving performance. McLevin will have a poll question for us, I believe, coming up. What kind of options do you have for me? Okay, uh, there was, this is obviously uh, a topic that's been coming up a lot lately. Deshaun Jackson said that instead of fake crowd noise, players should be mic'd up in the NFL. Which would you rather hear, and other people have said this too, which would you rather hear if there was an NFL game with no fans? Fake crowd noise or players mic'd up? Oh, I'd want mic'd up. Is it even a debate? Well, I think we're going to hear the players anyway because these these microphones on the field are so powerful that they're going to pick up a lot of this. I don't need you mic'd up. If you want to have the quarterback, I got to be fair to these players when they play because you forget the microphone is on or, you know, how cumbersome is it going to be? Can everybody get mic'd up? Are we being fair to the quarterbacks if they're the only ones mic'd up? Are the coaches going to be mic'd up? What if somebody doesn't hit the mute button? I, you know, it's got to be figured out there. But if there's no fans, you don't have to mic up. And we hear the quarterbacks right now when they go to the line of scrimmage. You can hear the center calling out, you know, blocking schemes. I don't need them mic'd up. They're already mic'd up. Yeah, Paul. I think it kind of goes sport by sport because I was listening to Bundesliga or watching Bundesliga soccer. And soccer, there's not a ton of conversation going on on the pitch during the, you know, while it's going on. There's not. And so the, the crowd noise is nice filler. The NFL is full of talk. There's, there are short plays where there's a lot of talk going on between the plays, on the sidelines, on the huddle. And at the line of scrimmage, there's even more talk. In baseball, I might not want to hear it. But in football, I want to hear it. Football specifically, I want to hear, this is a one-time shot. This is never going to happen again where they're going to have no fans in the stands. Likely, so let's embrace it. Yeah, I think what you're going to have is about 15 to 20 seconds where you're hearing what's going on in the football field. Then the play starts. Then we're going to have the analyst do the replay and show you what we just saw, and then we'll go back again. I, I don't think there'll be large, you know, long portions of just – you know, no noise whatsoever. You can listen to a baseball game and, or at least, you know, 20 years ago when we weren't trying to fill all the time, if you're listening on radio and you could hear some ambiance, but you weren't hearing the players as much. Now, if you have those microphones, those directional microphones, you're going to be able to hear a little bit more of that conversation there. 
if it's at first base, if it's between the pitcher, you know, and the catcher, if it's the catcher and the batter, the umpire, I, I think you'll have a little bit more. That, well, baseball's got to get back on the field. Let's not even include baseball in this yet. Because it feels like every other sport is coming back and baseball is tripping over themselves here. Yes, McLovin. You bring up a great point, though, about strategy and stuff like extra mics. They already mic the quarterbacks, but you're going to hear a lot of stuff that you shouldn't be hearing, right? Because the team, you met, the coaches hold up uh, things that, for lip readers. Yeah. Like, is that, a, is that a problem football-wise? I think it's going to be. They're not going to be able to mic up the coaches. But... If the quarterback is on the side, if the quarterback comes over to talk to the coach, you then turn off his microphone. I think you have to have professional courtesy there. And what will happen normally is with the networks, they'll gather the sound and then they'll disseminate it. You know, they'll, they'll go over it and make sure that, okay, what's in here? Okay, yeah, we can have that. There's an exchange there, a fun exchange. Remember when John Harbaugh said to Lamar Jackson, basically, you're going to be great. He, had, he was lauding him with praise on the sidelines. And we didn't see it in the moment. We saw it like three or four days later, and it was such a cool moment. But you got to be fair to the, the players and the, the coaches to have that real moment, not where they feel like Big Brother is always listening. Yeah, Paul. How about this idea? Let's say NBC Sports has Football Night in America, Sunday Night Football, and they have the Steelers versus the Ravens. And that game with pumped-in crowd noises on NBC, NBC Sports. NBCSN has a game with no crowd noise, and you have the option. Fox Sports has Fox Sports 1. CBS Sports has CBS SN. Everyone has an alternative channel. ESPN has 18 alternative channels, one with pumped-in crowd noise, one with the option of listening, and then you, you could expand your ratings and be creative. Yeah, it really just depends on what you're going to allow your audience to hear. I think you have to be fair to these coaches. Like the NBA, you're going to hear everything in the NBA. But I don't, I don't think players have to be mic'd up. These directional microphones are so good, so sensitive. You're going to hear a lot more than you thought. I can already hear a lot of these things. That, that's going to continue. What other poll questions, McLovin? Okay. I read a column this weekend saying an 82-game MLB season won't be legit anyway. Because MLB is so centered on awards, stats, records, that what is the point of doing an 82-game season? Their example was if Jacob deGrom wins a Cy Young does that mean that he is in the Sandy Koufax territory? Or is it just like, oh, nice job, he won half a Cy Young? I think that's up to you and how you're – I mean, what records do we care about in Major League Baseball? Individual records. Not much. 25 years ago we did. Oh, yeah, but the game has changed considerably. And, you know, the Players Association didn't stand in the way of guys who were cheating. Therefore, these records don't mean anything. Now, you can say Jacob deGrom winning another Cy Young. Okay. If you choose to recognize him as a, hey, he won three Cy Youngs, okay. I, like, we, we deal with so much minutia. I just want games to come back. If you said, hey, there's an asterisk by whoever wins the NBA title, that's on you. That's not the way I'm going to view it. We have an entire sports year that has an asterisk attached to it. It's just... Just for argument's sake, it's there, deal with it however you want to. But if you're saying, oh, these how, you know, these great records that we treasure here, I don't know what records we treasure anymore. 
Yeah, McLovin. But it's different. The NBA had 70 games already. Like, they already did a fully formed season. Like, it's much more legitimate than baseball if they can't get to a certain threshold. Well, no, but they still want to attach an asterisk by whoever wins the NBA title. I don't understand that. Oh, this is different with the playoff format and everybody's going to be in Orlando. Okay, everybody is in Orlando. Oh, well, you know, that's not going to be a... If LeBron... It, all this is, is that's for LeBron. The NBA, the asterisk is because of LeBron James. If he wins, God forbid, people are going to be upset that he's got four titles and somehow he's encroaching on Michael Jordan or whatever the problem is there. But it feels like the asterisk is only attached to LeBron James. Baseball, there's an asterisk for everybody. Uh, the records, you consume them the way you want to. Yes, McClellan. It feels like baseball's had an asterisk on it ever since McGuire Sosa anyway. I yeah. mean, yeah, and the the and bonds and the asterisk. Well, is the asterisk a little different though? They were gonna uh, we put an asterisk there, right? Yes. I mean, people will. I don't know. Do they put a partial one with the Red Sox? Do you put like a third of an asterisk? <laughs> like I, I mean, it's silly after a while. I just want you to play. If if we look at this as a lost season from the you know the vantage point of fans then, okay, it's an asterisk for everybody's season here this year. Okay, so we move on. Not that big a deal. Of all the things to worry about, if Jacob deGrom wins his Cy Young, like, I'm not worried about that. I would love to have that debate, that discussion. Yes, Paul. Jay, I for, kind of forgot that Jacob DeGrom won back-to-back -back Cy Young for yeah. the Mets, and I knew he didn't get a lot of run support, and his win-loss record wasn't that good. He won Cy Young's being 10 and 9 and 11 and 8. <laughs> that means this year, based if you prorate his stats, no. he could win the Cy Young being six and four and a half. Okay. We're not going into an era of prorated stats, oh, are we? I love prorated <laughs> stats. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You're anti rated. I'm prorated. And he won the Cy Young with 10 wins. So what's worse here? The sign stealing Astros or. Somebody's crowned champion after an 82-game regular season. I'm okay with the 82-game regular season. I am. All right, a couple of phone calls. 877-3DP-SHOW. By the way, our good buddy Jeff Passan from the Mothership says there's a new proposal here with uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, I know the clock is ticking, but baseball has to understand, which I'm sure it does, these other sports are all coming back. And baseball is sitting there going, nope, we're not. Pro-rated. Hey, we'll cancel the season. We want 114 games. We want 82. You're going back and forth. You're playing tennis with your entire sport, volleying back and forth. And somebody is going to miss hit it at some point. But I'll have passage details here coming up. Uh, Lenny in uh, Indiana joins us. Hey, Len, welcome to the program. Hey, Dan, good morning. 510-165. Hey, uh, found out Friday, lost a real good friend of mine who's battled numerous health issues over the last five, six years. He, he beat brain cancer, then had some heart issues recently, came out of a me medically induced coma back in late 2019, and was doing good, been at home, taking care of himself. We talked every day, and the bulk of our conversation was about what happened on your show. He watched it every day. And would ask me, hey, did you hear what Dan said? Or did you see what happened on Dan's show today? And 
I, I don't always get a chance to watch or listen, but he'd let me know. And he made a comment that it's one of the best parts of his day was having a three hours listening to you and or watching you. His name is Brian Hersey. He was my friend for almost 30 years, and I'm still in shock. And I just don't. I just wanted the people to know what a great friend he was and also to let you know that I appreciate you and your show and what it did for him getting through each of his days. And that's all I have, and I, I, I appreciate the time. Lenny, thank you for sharing those memories. We appreciate that. Frank in Ohio joins us. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Morning, Dan. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, I'm trying to make amends for my last phone call because I kind of fritzied it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go again. Okay. All right. So I almost hate to say this after what happened this weekend, but I I ended up watching the Lance documentary part two, and I don't know if this is gonna be a popular thing now because sports is slowly coming back and we still have a lot of vacuum. But you got the Last Dance and the Lance documentary. We have two athletes on top of their profession, and there's not there's some unlikable qualities. Do you think that the trend will continue for maybe someone like Roger Clemens or Barry Bonds, in hopes that will maybe help them elevate to get them in the Hall of Fame? Well, this doesn't help Lance Armstrong at all. By the way, Frank, thank you. It was the second part of the documentary last night. Lance Armstrong is not going to apologize. If you were watching that documentary. Or going into the documentary thinking Lance is going to come clean and apologize, you are wrong. He did the opposite. Lance's philosophy is, hey, everybody's cheating. I'm better at that than they are. And he says that. He told us that. He said, if you're not cheating, go home. Lance did it, did it better than everybody else and is not going to apologize. But this did not help the public image of Lance Armstrong. And I don't know if he went into it going, you know what, maybe I can soften the edges here. He made him sharper. Yes, Eden. The, you know, what's interesting, too, about that is that not only was Lance like, hey, if you're not cheating, go home, but everybody was like, if you know, the coaches from other countries and teams and stuff like that were like, if you're not on this stuff, then don't even bother showing up because you have no chance at winning. It was that pervasive in the, the sport culture. Yeah, I don't have a problem if he's cheating. It's like baseball players cheating as well. I do have a problem that says, hey, if you want to be a competitive cyclist, then you have to do it. But the sport is riddled with this. It has been for decades now. And Lance said, I got to cheat. The, the, the sad part of this is how Lance treated people. He was trying to ruin lives. It's one thing to cheat. You know, Mark McGuire cheated. He didn't ruin somebody's life other than his own. Sammy Sosa cheated. He wasn't trying to ruin anybody else's life. Lance cheated and was trying to ruin lives. Yes, he... That he looked at everything... He had said something in the documentary last night about how, you know, on the bike, it worked really well, that attitude. Off the bike, it was a disaster. Yeah. And that he had this same mentality of, like, just win at all costs and, like, kill everybody kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you have to do whatever you can to win and crush everybody else. And... On the bike, it was great. It worked perfectly. But off the bike, it just was the worst thing. But this is the sport. It's not just riding bicycles here. These are guys who are making a lot of money.
and Lance was making a lot of money. Lance was the biggest celebrity. He was the biggest athlete in the world there for a little while because of what he was doing, you know, the live strong. Everything was positive with Lance. He was raising all this money, saving lives. He's going over there and winning. He's hosting the ESPYs. He's dating starlets here. And then it all came crashing down. But he knew it was coming. The walls were getting tighter and tighter. They were closing in on him. It was just a question of, was somebody going to crack and tell the story? And Floyd Landis, a former cyclist, teammate of Lance, came forward and Lance tried to destroy him. But this did not help the public image of Lance Armstrong. I don't know if he was trying to do that, but, but if, if, he, if he was trying to do it, he failed miserably. There is, no, there is no sense of awareness with him of how this is going to look. When you start out the documentary, the first 30 seconds, and you're given the double bird, okay, game on. Lance is on his bike. That's what I felt like. When he was doing the interview, Lance was on his bike. And he didn't care. He was going to take you down. Now you got the uh, Bruce Lee one is coming out, which I'm curious about. Uh, I think it's Like Water It's the name of it. I'm, I'm interested to see the Bruce Lee documentary. But no, I don't think Barry Bonds is going to do a documentary. Roger Clemens may, but I, I don't know if they will, and it'll help them get into the Hall of Fame. The only way they get into the Hall of Fame is the new wave of younger voter who doesn't look at performance-enhancing drugs the way the old guard does or did. That's why you'll get an uptick for those guys. And I've said all along, you want to put them in, put them in. It's a museum. You want to put Pete Rose in there. Just tell the story of Pete Rose and Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. If you do that, great. Go ahead. Pete Rose has made more money not being in the Hall of Fame. If Pete got in the Hall of Fame, nobody would talk about Pete Rose anymore, except for to say, oh, yeah, Pete was a really good player. Boy, Pete had 4,200 hits. Boy, Pete won more games than anybody. He'd be a curiosity, but we wouldn't talk about Pete Rose. Yes, he. All of those people, though, they don't have the one thing that Lance Armstrong's story has. And there's this sort of dual duality, <laughs> you know, where you have the, the guy who dominated the Tour de France and was on drugs and the guy who also did so much for cancer yeah. research yeah. and uh, all of that. You know, one of the things that was in that documentary last night was a woman speaking and she's a cancer survivor. And she said that there is absolutely no question that Livestrong and Lance Armstrong has made the lives of cancer patients better. Yeah. So she's basically like, I don't really care about steroids. I don't really care about him cheating. He made everybody's life better. Everybody that's suffering right now from cancer, their life is better because of them. So if Barry Bonds had started something like this and raised $100 million and saved lives, would we be more accepting of Barry it, Bonds? It'd be a more interesting documentary. Yes, it would. But there's nothing off the field that is, I find interesting about Bonds and Clemens. Lance Armstrong, when he got off that bike, was more interesting when he got on the bike and is still more interesting. I find him fascinating. I really do. And, and Seton and I were talking about this prior to the show. 
I don't want to like him, but there's part of me that does like him. When he's been on the show, like I feel sorry for him. I watched the documentary and I felt sorry for him because he can't get out of this. It's the same thing I brought up with Jordan, obviously to a different degree. Jordan can't get out of being Jordan. This is who he is 24-7. We see it. And then we go, oh, yeah, guy, Jordan, man, I must, he was, he wanted to win and uh, took no prisoners. That's who Jordan is now. When you go about your daily life, Michael Jordan is that person. He can't get out of that. And while you say, yeah, but he's still a billionaire, he can't get out of that. Lance Armstrong can't get out of this. Pete Rose can't get out of this. This is who he is. Can't turn it off. Powerful. All right, a couple more phone calls, uh, best and worst of the weekend. Rick in Colorado. Hey, Rick, what do you have for me today? Hey, guys. Uh, Long-time viewer since the attic days. Um, wanted to talk about the uh, documentary Laurel Canyon. It was on Epic's channel last night. Um, great documentary about uh, California rock, uh, the Turtles, Buffalo Springfield, the Birds. Crosby, Stills, Nash, the, the group Love, which I never, ever heard of until last night. Um, Little Richard, Mamas and Papas. Anyway, it was a, a, a great documentary about where they all lived in the Hollywood Hills above L.A. And yeah, I've seen some. Was, I, I've seen a, a couple of different specials documentary documentaries on that, that area there. But uh, thanks for the phone call, Rick. Uh, Jeff in St. Louis. Hi, Jeff. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. You had a great weekend. I'm going to give you just my best. Good. No worse, because we already know, and it has nothing to do with sports. And I'm going to go with the successful launch of SpaceX and docking. And I made history for the first time ever a commercial flight made it to the space station. Yeah, it was pretty cool to watch. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I grew up. At a time when, you know, space ex- exploration, the, the space race with Russia was so important. Like, I don't know what we were going to do when we got there, but we were going to get there first. And then we we're going to walk on the moon. And we we're going to get some rocks and come back. And then you go, how much money did we spend up there? And what did we get out of that? But we would gather around the TV and it was a big deal. Elon Musk, you know, he's a fascinating guy. But I'm watching it. Now, didn't they, the day before, or a couple of days before, they had sort of a, a trial run? Pump fake. They, uh, they had to scrub it through the weather. Well, no, they had one that exploded a couple of days prior, I thought. Not, people weren't in it. But I think that they were... I remember seeing something where I, I was... And I didn't see it happen as much as I was reading about it. But I thought that there was something there where there were issues and then there was weather issues as well. But uh, we're going to be sending people up. You yeah, in? You yeah. in? No, 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 no. Why? You got no, time? I got, I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> afraid of heights. That's why I never really got to the level of the greats in this business because I just didn't want to get up too high because I'm afraid of heights. That's why. McLovin? Yeah, you're right. There was an explosion on a just a test ship yeah. uh, earlier, like I think Friday. Mm. Um, but I thought we were talking about a weather scrub the first one of this on yes. Thursday, right? Yes. So, yeah, I didn't even know about that explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the um, guys? By the way, it was funny. They, uh, I don't know why I noticed this. The guy came into the space station. Uh, he docked and came in. 
He gave a big hug to one guy, then he gave a handshake hug to the other guy. It was a great moment in uh, awkward <laughs> handshake history. Like, what do you do when you dock on a space station and you see a fellow astronaut? I, d- I didn't know if they'd have social distancing, though. I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, are they allowed to hug? They, it looked like they didn't know either. you got to rehearse that. You, every step is down and you don't uh, rehearse the handshake? Come on. They watch the NBA where everybody's got their own. LeBron has his own handshake uh, for all of his teammates. Uh, Greg in Illinois. Hi, Greg. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, just wanted to thank you and the guys for not always sticking to sports. Uh, I'm a teacher, so uh, over the past few months during this pandemic, I really appreciate the fun conversations about movies and music and, I guess, hot guys on occasion. Uh, But uh, my my best of the weekend is seeing the fun variety of ways that folks have celebrated the class of 2020. It was the first class that I got to teach, so it's fun to send them off. into this very scary world, but it's fun to see the way that they celebrate uh, in any ways that they can. So thanks again for all you guys do. Thank you, Greg. And I said it from the outset, I, I'm not here to preach or lecture. or it, It's just more of a, you know, addressing what happened over the weekend and trying to shed light on it, trying to look at it from all different angles. And you have different voices out there. Um, I thought Jalen Rose had a really strong, it was just a one sentence. Yeah, I wish white America would embrace black people like they do black culture. And I thought it was just a very smart comment there. But you can't get that image and nor should I get that image out of my head of this man being murdered when he yells out for his mother. Like you're just saying that... This doesn't happen in our country. And to watch the news and to see what was happening, it happens, it shouldn't happen in our country. And I do try to stick to sports because I know we're a diversion. If coronavirus and how it impacts sports, then I'll bring that up. But as I've said before, I don't, I don't try to politicize any of this. I truly don't. Because I want you to hear the message. I don't want you to get caught up, get tangled up in, oh, he's politicizing this. I told you I don't politicize corona. I personalized it because of my immune system being compromised. That's it. I hope we're open for business. I pray we're open for business. I want sports to come back. We need sports to come back. We'll take a break. We'll give you our play of the day coming up and uh, more phone calls as well. Best and best of the weekend. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Check this out. Again now, it's James Sancho leading the charge for Borussia Dortmund and seals his hat-trick, James Sancho. What a second-half performance from the young Englishman. Cruel on Paderborn, but Borussia Dortmund 6-1 up now. Courtesy of Fox Sports, Sancho uh, paid tribute to George Floyd after one of his goals by showing the camera an undershirt that read, Justice for George Floyd. That is our play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by LegalZoom. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. 
LegalZoom's made it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today with the right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. More on Major League Baseball. When are they coming back? Are they coming back? 214 consecutive days without a baseball game being played, regular season or postseason, the third longest such streak of all time. Go back to 1994-95. That was 256 days. That was a work stoppage. And uh, back in 1918-1919, that uh, was a regular season shortened, ended on Labor Day due to World War I. Now we're at 214 days and counting. 877-3DP-SHOW. McLovin, what poll question are we going to go with? Well, I already put up, uh, which would you rather have, players mic'd up or fake crowd noise? And I think it's pretty obvious. 84% wanted the uh, players mic'd up. Yeah. You're not going to get all the players mic'd up, but you will get a lot of sound. There is a lot of sound when you're on the sidelines, even when you're in a packed stadium, you'll still hear a lot of things that TV doesn't necessarily pick up. Now that you don't have any crowd noise, you're going to pick up all of this. And I, I do find it interesting. You know, we fa- we're fascinated with um, the quarterback when he goes to the line of scrimmage, thanks to Peyton Manning. The center has as much dialogue as the quarterback does because he's, he's calling out blocking schemes here. Ross Tucker, friend of the show on social media, was uh, using his two daughters as a defensive lineman to give you an idea of what the center is calling out while the quarterback is calling out his play in audible, uh, you know, at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, I love the um, those shows sound effects, and I love turning point, like sound from the players. But you saw how that works. Like, so they get a ton of stuff in, and they parse through it all. Is that how the networks use that sound? Because you see the best stuff three days later. Well, you have to clear it. You have to be fair to the coach, because you might hear something that a lot of times when you're watching um, – the recap of the Super Bowl, and they have all of that sideline microphone content there, but we never hear it in the moment. You always hear it after the fact with NFL films, but you would love to be able to hear it in the moment. You just don't know what's going to be said. And if you're going to have colorful language there, but if the NFL is able to do what Paulie was suggesting, CBS is going to have one where you put in fake crowd noise and the other one will be just the natural sound and that's on you know cbs sports or if it's a fox sports fox sports one nbc nbcsn you know maybe you know you you're able to have a whole different audience uh, watching yeah see the natural sound of just the players communicating is awesome for about five minutes and then you're like, oh, that's what it sounds like when they're all yelling at each other. Oh, okay, let me go back to the crowd noise so it sounds like a game. Wow. It is, it, it, because I've, I've been watching them, and you're kind of like, at first, there's a novelty to it, and you're like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. And then, you know what happens? Like, somebody scores a goal, and you hear nothing. Well, that's soccer. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, okay, so what's going to happen when somebody, you know, there's a, you know, an 80-yard touchdown, and you hear nothing? You hear no, you're going to have guys yelling on the sidelines. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. All right, yeah, we did it! Yay! It, Wait, well, it doesn't sound the same. Yeah, but this is soccer that you're talking. Well, about. now I'm talking about football, and it's going to be the exact same. But you way. haven't heard football like this. You've heard soccer like this. It's going to be. It's going to sound exactly the same. Mm, I think that you're going to walk that back. 
I'll, I'll, yes. I will eat those. Well, actually, there's going to be 70,000 people in the stands for football anyway. Well, so it could be. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Apparently, business as usual. It's going to be business as yeah. usual. So. Yes, uh, McClellan. I'm going to steal Melvin Gordon, the running back's joke. Chargers know all about playing with no fans. <laughs> he said it, not me. Oh, I know. I know. I, I heard it like a week ago. I know, but it's just like, I was laughing, like, when the Chargers get in the end zone, that's what, that's what it sounds like. It's nothing. When yeah, the yeah, opposing team gets in, then it's a roar. <laughs> yes, Todd. Will it be distracting at all, the constant popping sounds of the pauses in audio every time there's a, as you said, colorful language, which would have happened throughout the broadcast. We're going to hear the, uh, uh, as they try to cut it out. I don't know if you're going to have a seven-second delay. I, I don't know how much, how many players are going to be mic. They're going to have microphones there. I think that's going to be the real challenge here of what is said in real time. Yeah, Paul. Just have the channel with no crowd noise also have no rules for swearing. ESPN, basic ESPN, had swearing for the Michael Jordan documentary. We all were able to survive it somehow, a couple swear words. I think people will survive it if it's their choice to watch the non-crowd noise feed of a game. Yeah, I did find it interesting that regular ESPN had no problem airing Jordan's language. But if you didn't want to hear that language, then you had to find another ESPN channel. Yeah, McLevin. What about trash talk in NBA? You're a trash talker. No, I love. I think you're going to hear sounds on the floor. But doesn't that get into dangerous profanity territories? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to be able to edit this in in real time. You know, most radio stations, radio shows have a seven second delay in case somebody says something, a caller calls in, or the host says something, or a guest says something. It's usually a seven second delay. I don't know if you could do that with the NFL. So it might be there is sound, but there's nobody there to edit that sound while we listen to it because there is sound with crowd noise, but that crowd noise drowns out a lot of that. The crowd almost edits that because you're not able to hear. It's the quarterback basically is all you hear. One hour in the books, two more to go. More phone calls, best of the weekend. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter, handle with DP Show. Good to have all the boys back here in the man cave, including Fritzy.